And we are back in your lives on this February 3rd, 2021 National Feed the Birds Day. Gentlemen, if you have a bird feeder outside of your house, you're celebrating National Feed the Birds Day. Perhaps you live in the city, go out, feed the birds and the pigeons some bread. Like we used to do when I was Philadelphia Friday nights, we would never go to the draft horse. We feed the birds on our Friday nights. Uh, of course, we're only joking. We need to pay homage to the Draft Horse. The Draft Horse is the local watering hole of North Philadelphia, a place where we spent many a Friday night and spent many a dollar, boys. It's coming, it's coming down. It, it got COVID. It, it's done. I mean, I'm, I'm very nostalgic. Like I said, we spent countless dollars there, countless Friday nights. COVID's gone too far this yeah, time. This is this is the last straw. This is the last straw of COVID, man. I, I, I was thinking, though, like, I feel like they could get saved pretty easily, like, with a GoFundMe. Like, there's, like, 40,000 Temple students. And then how many – 20 years of alums is going there. I'm sure probably yeah, everyone just puts a dollar in. Yeah, they'd make so much money, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen, um, unfortunately. But I feel like – you- did you guys ever see that John Mulaney joke where he's talking about uh, like your college asking you to donate? And he's like, I gave you $120,000 and you spent it already. That's how I feel about the horse right now. I'm going to be oh, honest. You don't, oh, you don't like I gave you thousands of dollars and you, you just spent it already. Yeah, that, well, that's true. That's true. But I'd, I'd be willing to. No, spend I'm kidding. Words. I'm kidding. That's yeah. not how restaurants work, but yeah. it just made me think of that joke. I would love for someone who has money to save the horse just for everyone everyone to enjoy it still although i'm glad we were like the last class to be able to use it because like i guess the people below us the grade below us didn't quite get to use it as much as we did but we are the last official you know legal residents of the draft horse so rest in peace draft horse you'll you'll be in my memories forever uh guys it's been a while since we all last got together last episode which was two weeks ago was just me and nick no it's a little bit quicker but we had a good little back and forth and then we did our picks for the uh championship weekend and Here's here's the deal, man. You guys are all tied for first. Nine and two, nine and two, nine and two. And I'm sitting pretty at five and six. So I'm begging my Super Bowl pick to be right. And then I can get back to 500. And then, of course, one of you guys or two of you guys or none of you or all of you guys will be the champion. But let's recap the, the AFC championship and NFC championship games. We'll start NFC Brady back again into the Super Bowl. His Buccaneers beat the Packers for the second time this season. It wasn't too competitive of a game. You know, it was, I, I thought the Packers were going to win, but Tom Brady beats father time once again, man. How, how do we feel about Brady and the Bucks pulling off that? Uh, could you call it an upset? I, got, I mean, I guess there were Packers were the Packers had plenty of chances. Yeah. So they, they did had plenty of chances to win that game. They just kind of let Tom Brady have this one. Is this like they tried to give it? Like they tried to give it to the Packers, and the Packers were like, "No, you take it." They're playing hot potato. <laughs> Is this we a don't want to go. Yeah. That the Packers did this for Tom Brady. Maybe it was an inside job. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Are that's why I think he's robot company. Yeah, that's why I think that the the Bucks are definitely winning. Well, we'll get to our picks in a little bit. And over to the AFC side, we all picked the Bills. Every single one of us. I think we we're all on that Bills hype train because we said and they're very relatable to Philadelphia's story. They haven't won, uh, you know, and they have a they have a good passionate fan base. And we, I think everyone in Philadelphia was pretty much rooting for the Bills in that game. And of course, you know, they came up short. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did end up playing, and that, that's all she wrote. But uh, I, I'm I don't, I'm not gonna lie, gentlemen. 
I'm not sure I'm too excited to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl again, just because I feel they're going to be in it so much. I, I really feel like they destroyed, they didn't actually destroy the Patriots dynasty because that was kind of crumbling as the Chiefs were <laughs> rising up because they didn't personally like destroy it, but they're, they're they never beat them in the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Um, but I feel like the thing that they were striving to like destroy is what they're going to become. So that's yeah, why they I, will. They're going to be a dynasty. Yeah. So I'm kind of like as long as Patrick Mahomes is there, they're a dynasty. Yes. Yeah, so that's why I was really rooting for the Bills because I, I just see the Chiefs being there so often. But because like, don't you think that other player, other good players, are just going to say, "Yeah, I'm going to sign with the Chiefs for less money so I can win Super Bowls." Yeah, and it's very similar. Like you have a great quarterback and a great head coach. And, you know, a good fan base. That's exactly like New England had, like, good fan base up in Boston, good coach, good quarterback. I could just see that happen, like, being a dynasty. So, but regardless, the matchup is now Chiefs versus Bucks. And we'll talk about who we who, who are you rooting for and who are you picking. Kyle, I'll let you take this for the Super Bowl. Who are you rooting for and who are you picking? Picking the Chiefs. Oh, okay. All right. Who I'm rooting for. I'm not 100% decided yet, but probably I'm leaning towards Chiefs. All right. All right. Good. So Pat, I, Nick. I just think that, yeah, the Chiefs are just too good. All right. Nick, how about you? We'll go to you next. Um, I'm definitely picking the Chiefs, uh, but I, I this is one of those games where I have to just see what happens when I start watching it. Like, I don't know who I'm going to cheer for. I could say I'm cheering for the Chiefs, but then, like, see Tom Brady get ahead and be like, all right, like, I want you to win. So yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I just think. Like, Go ahead, go ahead. No, yeah, I think I'll probably end up like rooting for the Chiefs. I love Andy Reid, and I just like I despised Florida, so I don't want to see them win again. They've been to too many championships this year; it's not cool. Um, That's true. I didn't. So, yeah, had, I think I'll go. Man, Tampa World Series, Stanley Cup, and now yeah, the Super yeah. Bowl. They yeah, won, they're right. one for two. Yeah. Okay. Miami was in the finals. Miami was in the what? finals. Miami, Miami was, was in the finals. finals so, so yeah. Oh wow, they're going. They're yeah, going yeah. for a sweep. Okay. Well, Pat, I would. I would. I would. The Heat. I mean, I guess because yeah, they don't have a basketball. Oh, yeah, team. Tampa doesn't have a basketball team, so they're all yeah. probably Heat fans. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm picking the Bucks, and I'm rooting for the Bucks, because uh, this is the first time Tom Brady's been an underdog in the Super Bowl. I think. Oh no! Is maybe that- maybe his first time. Maybe his first time in the Super Bowl. But other than that, I think this is like the only time he's been an underdog in the Super but, Bowl. Yeah, that would make sense. I guess that that could make sense. I'm with you though, Pat. I'm I'm picking the Bucks, and I'm rooting the rooting for the Bucks. I feel like it's similar to like the Lakers last year when they won the championship, where like the story was just too perfect for them to not. I think win. the the Chiefs are too good now to root for. You know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like I think, like, I I love Andy Reid and everything, but just too good to root for. Like, right I'll now. root for him to get another ring. Yeah, like, he only has one still, right now. Yeah, I'll they're root still likable for another one or two. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I think though, next year I'll be sick of him. I want to be the first one to say screw the Chiefs. I want to be on <laughs> that train first because I know it's going to turn into like the like the Warriors. Everyone loved the Warriors, and they were like, okay, these these are kind of annoying watching the same team win the finals every year, and it was so annoying with the Patriots too. But now. I think the story is way too good in Tampa with Tom going over there. Of course, it was like, was it Tom doing it or was it Belichick doing the magic in New England? And it, it seemed like it was actually Tom. Now, I'm rooting for Tom and the Buccaneers. 
another reason, Bruce Arians, Temple Connection. I'd love to see him get a Super Bowl. And it pains me to pick against Andy Reid and Big Red. I, I love Andy Reid as well. But I'm also like, the more Super Bowls that guy gets, the less associated he's going to be with Philadelphia. And that's, I mean, he did a lot of winning in Philadelphia, but he never won a Super Bowl. And he's going to get a bunch of rings in Kansas City. Let's just, let's just call it how it is. So he's probably going to be like known for being the Chiefs coach rather than the Eagles coach. So, you know, if he could just hold off on this ring and he'll, he'll get a couple more anyway. I'd like to see Bruce Arians get this one. I'd like to see Tom Brady get one. I'm, I'm really rooting for him and his race against Father Time. So right now I'm going to pick the Bucs. I think they're hot right now. Their defense is playing good. They got a vet in Brady, obviously, the high-powered offense. I'm going with Bucks, and I'm feeling confident. I know my picks haven't been great, five and six, like I said, throughout the playoffs. But I'm feeling pretty good this week. I'm feeling good. I'm locked in on the Bucks. Anyway, so there are picks for the week, or for the Super Bowl week. By the way, I'm going to miss the Super Bowl tradition of getting wings in the hinky hole. That was that was like one of my traditions I looked forward to every we can year. Get, we can get wings. We can do that. Yeah, yeah, but it's not, you know, uh, Burns wings or Plaza Pizza wings. I thought the only wings that rivaled Burns in the city were uh, Plaza Pizza. They were Plaza, really good wings. Plaza Pizza was this place on Temple's campus right on Broad Street. And they had the, it was, it was the weirdest sauce ever. It was hot sauce, but it was like it had this weird tang to it and it made the wings delicious. But they don't quite fall off the bone like Burns Tavern did. Um, over by you, Kyle. Close, closer to you, I guess. Um, all right. Closer to you. Yeah, closer to you. Um, anyway, let's instead of buy or sell, like for the, all the picks we would do all week, we're going to do some prop bets this week. Uh, I put the link in the chat, fellas, if you guys just want to open that up. There's some interesting prop bets, of course. Um, you know, it's a coin flip. Um, will there be a touchback on the first kick? So just take a look. Uh, take a scroll through and see if there's any prop bets that you'll like for this game. I mean, of course you can't do like a, a like a, uh, a coin flip, like that's a 50, 50, I guess the odds are at right at 50, 50. I like, I love having the uh, opening kick be a touchback. I think, I think, I think it will be a touchback. That's that's going to be one of my picks. And then I'll have to look into like Mahomes and Tyree Kill. I'm sure they all have their own individual prop bets as well. But if, if we guys are looking at it now, anything you guys like? Um, I I like Patty Mahomes over 327 yards. Oh wow, really? I mean, that's yes. set at, that's set at minus 115. But un, the under is also set. At minus. Oh, that's only passing yards. That, never yeah. mind. I don't know if I like that. Passing yards, yeah. I I kind of like. I like Patrick Mahomes over 18 and a half rushing yards. Over 18 and a half, set at minus 110. Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of interested. I think Tyreek Hill is going to have a huge game because didn't he have a ridiculous game when they played earlier this season? Like he burnt them for like like 200 yards in the first quarter. That was the Chiefs game. That's that game. I believe so. I believe it was. I mean, I'll, I'll go back and I'll, I'll check the stats of it. I think Tyreek Hill is going to have a, a huge game. I just think the cheat, the the Bucks, excuse me, are going to hang in there um, a little bit better this time. So, I think Tyreek Hill will have a huge game. Look at his prop bets if you haven't already, um, audio listeners. It'll be a should be should be able to make some money over there. And yeah, anything else you guys are looking at that you like? Yeah, I'm going to take over 39 and a half yards for Mahomes' longest completion. 
Right. Uh, the, for the record, for the record, the first game, it was 27 to 24. The Chiefs went out to a 17 nothing lead. They only went on to score 10 more points the rest of the game. And then, uh, I mean, the Bucks had 14 points in the fourth quarter. They almost came back, but not quite. And uh, let's see the stats here. For Ty- Tyreek Hill had 269 yards that game. Travis Kelsey also a cheeky 82 yards that game. So, of course, those, those two guys are going to have a ton of yards probably. So, how about, how about a parlay of Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Mike Evans to score a touchdown? I mean, yeah, that's a good one. That could very likely happen. That, that could that could see that happening. That's like the uh, that episode of The Office where it's like, how about a how about uh, four days? I could see that happening. How about a month? Yeah, that's a possibility. Like Tyree Kill touchdown. That's a possibility. Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. I could see that happening. Uh, but yeah, Pat, I think that's a good pick. Um, anyway, where do we want to go to? Anything else you guys want to talk about with the Super Bowl? I know we made our picks, looked at some prop bets uh, before we get into the Eagles Eagles stuff. Anything else you guys want to talk about with the Super Bowl? No, but I think the Flyers just scored on their own goal. Oh boy! Now, I mean, Nick's—I I think Nick's watching right now. Nick, can you confirm this? Uh, Was that tipped in by uh, Provorov? Oh, oh, I don't know. I, I just saw I the replay. I forget. I don't know. No, it okay. might have been. It might. Anyway, have been. that's a possibility for sure. That's a possibility. I could, I could see that happening. I plead the fifth, Your Honor. <laughs> All right, well, let's just move on um, to football talk, Eagles talk, and a little bit of other football talk. So, of course, Kyle and Pat, we didn't really get your take on this Eagles hiring. I know Nick and I touched on it last episode. Yeah, Provorov put it in. Fuck. Uh, Eagles hired Nick Sirianni as head coach, um, former coach over in uh, Indianapolis, our coordinator, say, in Indianapolis. Kyle, I'll start with you, buddy. How do you, how do you feel about the pick and I know it's actually you actually have a lot more time to digest it than we did on the podcast because I think it was almost breaking news when we first talked about it you feeling good about it I mean I mean it's like I don't know I feel like everyone I hear good things from like people that talk about them that have worked with them like Frank Reich well what what are um, they going to say like you know yeah exactly yeah I don't know like the press conference didn't really look so great I'm not going to judge him completely off oh, of that. Come on, you're 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 downplaying that lie. It looked terrible. He said we're going to have a simple offense that looks complicated to other. He, other he looked like nervous. I kind of like get like, what he was saying. Like, like I don't know. Like the, the Rams. I, I feel like I understood him. I understood what he was trying to say. He just said it poorly. That's how you would describe the Rams offense because they run like the same look yeah. every play, but they run like 25 plays out of the same look with the same motion. So it's like easy for the players, but like it's hard to know what they're doing because every time it looks exactly the same and it's like 30 different things could happen, you know? Yeah, like he's just he essentially wants to run Sean McVay's offense. <laughs> I just didn't like how nervous he sounded. Yeah, that's what like, I parked talking. That. He sounded like he had no confidence in himself at all. And that's what I was worried about because I think the Eagles may have brought – first off, I think they brought him in for Wentz, definitely, like Frank Reich's protege. Um, like a, That's what I told Nick. I'm not sure if you guys listened to the last episode, but it, it's literally like they did this for Carson Wentz. And I was worried that the other players on the team that – it seemed like Wentz didn't really have the locker room at the end of the season. And I'm worried that this hire is just going to divide him from the locker room even further. But Nick made a point. He said, like, if you're winning – you're going to have the locker room. So if Sirianni wins, it'll be obviously good. If he loses, I think it's going to make matters even worse than what they were with Doug in last season. Um, but Pat, he did sound very nervous. And I'm worried again for that because 
I think like, of course, the we talked about the power structure. It's like Lori and Roseman and then the coach. And the coach doesn't really get a say, it seemed. At least um, that's, that's what it seemed with Dog. And I'm worried that he's just going to be like the yes man. And then he's I think he's, he's probably going to take a back seat, don't you think? This year or two, uh, like I think he's going to be able to get away with a lot of stuff because the main drama is going to be around Wentz, uh, you know, because we don't even know if Wentz wants to be here anymore. Right. Well, you you sent us something right before the show, didn't you? What, what, Schefter, Schefter says that he would – his guess is that Wentz wants, still wants to be traded. I saw a report. Um, that he, yeah, I saw that report. He still wanted to be traded. Okay. But they're doing everything. The organization is doing everything to keep Wentz. So it's like, I don't know how, I, don't, I just think they're not going to trade Wentz and it's going to be, a, it's, I mean, there's no way this works out, right? Wentz is unhappy here already. He probably wants to be traded still. And then they bring in, then now they bring in a coach to try to like nurse him back to health. Like how does that going to work? Then that coach brought in a QB coach. who's known Jalen Hurts since he was four years old. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then he asked that that guy asked, must love fundamentals, huh? Yeah, the media asked like who's going to be the starter, and Sirian is like, I, I don't know yet. We'll, we'll see what happens. And I think that may have like rubbed once the wrong way. He's like, what the hell, man? I thought I thought you were my boy, boys with my like friends with my boy Frank. Like, what happened? Uh, so I don't know. I'm I'm very nervous going into the season. I'm having I'm having my doubts and my speculations, but I mean, I'm I'm never like I feel like I'm never optimistic about. Philadelphia sports team. So, you know, it's going to be like a four and 12 season. It's, it's, it's going to be ugly. Well, the schedule came out. I, I forget which group shot. Yeah, it actually doesn't look too tough. Uh, our, our, our road schedule is not that bad. Yeah, I hope we got some fucking doozies, but we do now, stink, though. Now, yeah, fan, we're bad. if fans are out of the games, it, it could help us because, like, the link is a tough place to play. It really is. I forget where did, did I send that? And I forget. Ah, I'm getting all my group chats confused. But I think you um, sent it in the in our in, in cellar dwellers. Okay, um, I do think the schedule is is fair enough. But I think a lot of people were giving us like four and twelve, five and eleven, etc. And I think it was warranted because I mean we just came off a terrible season. So I don't. I'm not expecting like any. Oh yeah, here it is. I got it. Home it's of course. Home we have no, – you're good, Pat. Home we have, of course, the divisional games, Cowboys, Giants, Washington. But we also have the Saints, Buccaneers, and Chiefs, as well as uh, the Chargers and the 49ers. And the 49ers might be really good next year. I mean, who knows? I know they weren't that great this year, but they're only a few years removed from a Super Bowl. So that could work out to be a very difficult home schedule in a way. We have the divisional games again. We have Atlanta. Should be pretty easy. Panthers should be pretty easy. Raiders could be easy depending on what happens over there. I know there's some speculations about them, like uh, given the whole uh, everything plus the kitchen sink for Deshaun Watson. Uh, Broncos could be pretty easy, and then Lions should be pretty easy. I've heard that uh, 49ers are maybe looking for Deshaun too. Yeah, which surprised me. I, I like you know I think Jimmy's a good guy, like a good quarterback. I, I don't I wouldn't have done that, but I mean Deshaun he's not Watson. bad. He- He's just not, you know, he's not going to make like two pretty easy throws to like win a Super Bowl and he just couldn't do it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but there's, there's other quarterbacks that aren't that good that won Super Bowls. They just need to get hot. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. I just think, I think it was like the way that team was built with the best defense in the league that year and probably the best run game in the league. You just need somebody that is fucking competent. Like, like yeah. most teams, it's just comp. Like Peyton Manning. So you just think he's bad? 
I, mean, I don't think he's bad. I just don't know if you could win a Super Bowl with him. Is he but worse than Joe Flacco? Well, I mean, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather but, but other than that Super Bowl season. And Joe Flacco has to play that Jimmy G doesn't, and that's fucking 70-yard pass interference. <laughs> Okay, fair, fair play. He just launched it downfield, and Anquan Bolden would get interfered with every time. <laughs> True. <laughs> I forgot about Anquan Bolden. Uh, how do we? Okay. Sick. Okay, but anyway, the Eagles. We'll go back back to the Eagles. <laughs> you know, the away games seem easier, and the home schedule seems a, a little bit harder. I'm I'm thinking like maybe seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven, anywhere between. That's pretty optimistic. Yeah, that's I mean, that's real. Optimistic. Well, no, no, no. Think about it, because you're. I think you'll win a couple games in the division, like the Giants games. We we should win. I don't. I think we should win the Giants. I think we would one. I think we could split with the Giants. What about? I think we split with everyone in the division. So there's three wins right there, and you don't think? Yeah. What about Atlanta, Carolina? I don't think- Oakland. I think they're both better than us. Okay. All right. Fair play. Falcons, Panthers, Raiders, Broncos, Lions. Like, I think you at least get three wins out of that five. Lions, Broncos, and maybe Panthers. There's six right there. And then you just need to get a couple, like, cheeky wins against uh, – maybe you steal one against the Chargers or something like that. I think I think probably more towards seven and nine, Kyle. I just said I wasn't that optimistic. I, I just threw the nine and seven there, so I sound a little bit more optimistic. But I'm thinking maybe closer towards seven and nine. But I think it all, I mean, it all depends on like this the quarterback play. If there's drama on the team and all that nonsense again, I don't think it's going to bode well for us. Obviously, it'll, it'll be drama, injuries. So I, I, already, I already know what Pat's going to say. I already know. But Pat, who who do you want to be the starter week one of this next season? It has to be hurts. <laughs> like, why would you? Like, what are you gonna do? Like, Wentz is obviously a fragile bitch. Um, he's not gonna. He's not gonna come back and be better. With with a with a unconfident coach who doesn't even know how to hold a press conference, and then uh, and then like Nick said, you bring in Jalen Hurts, quarterback coach who who recruited him. This who isn't do you a prediction. He, he's going to favor in practice. No, this isn't a prediction. This is who do you want to start? Well, I'm saying why I want Hurts to start. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see. That's because I think that that Wentz is un uncurable. He's uncoachable. He might be uncoachable. That uncoachable. That? The Enquirer article said that he was difficult to coach, which I kind of thought was surprising. Yeah. I came as a surprise to me. I thought he'd be willing to take some advice and coach. And even though that guy didn't cite any sources, I believe every word of that article. <laughs> yeah, he kept saying like he kept saying like anonymous. It was all anonymous. Which I, I mean, I that guy could have made up that entire thing. I might I just do that. I might make a hit piece about Jalen Hurts tonight. We could start doing like online like articles. We'll do like our own cellar dwellers blog and we'll just cite random uh, like anonymous sources just like that article did. And we'll see like if people have like actual media actually picks it up. Can you could you just get like a like a VPN and then like email someone from like Eagles Eagles fan one like and then like put it as like the number of a player? And be like, hey, uh, this week in the locker room, Carson was being a bitch again. Yeah, yeah, we should, we could It'd be like, oh, anonymous source. This week in those, the locker room, see- Carson gave Jalen Rager a swirly. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see those like those Twitter accounts where it's like they do like the fake Adam Schefter? They just get Adam Schefter's profile picture and then they put like a fake check mark next to it, and sometimes the tweets blow up. <laughs> <laughs> 
we should try yeah. that we should try that with like one of our accounts be like uh or one of not one of our accounts like we have burner accounts so i'm saying with uh our, with our seller dwellers account like we should just put out a random tweet and pretend to be like adam schefter and see if it could blow up <laughs> um anyway anyway I, kyle nick you got any take on this who do you guys think should be the starter going into the uh the season probably sh- should be hurts I mean, I don't know. I don't want. To, I wouldn't mind seeing Wentz like they give him another shot. He was bad for one year. Like he wasn't that great before, but he wasn't that terrible before. So maybe it was just an off year. Let's get it right. He was great, then average, and then terrible. He's been on a downhill slot. Yeah. yeah. Nick, how about you? Do you know who you want to start? Um, I mean, honestly, man, like I don't give a shit either way. Like Jalen Hurts. Is good and like we have him locked up at a relatively cheap price for three more years. Um, and I don't know, like, I just feel if we don't trade Carson before the season starts and he wants to go, the best thing for both parties is him to play well. So, sure, sure. I uh, guess, it, yeah, if you look at it that way, if it gets Carson out faster for him to play, and if we get more for him if he plays decent, yeah. like, then I'm for that. But I, if it's just like purely on like the future, then it's probably Jalen Hurts. Like I, well, I love Carson. I, well, I mean, I did, but like, if he doesn't want to play here, then, you know, yeah, like, good riddance. then you got to go with Jalen Hurts. It's just, so, it's a good thing we drafted him QB factory. So Yeah. Right. So here's the interesting thing is Who are we drafting this year. What what QB we're drafting this year. That kid from NYU. I heard he might go before <laughs> fields. I heard he might go before fields. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either, according to, you know, the mock drafts. But um, let me ask you guys this. If Wentz is to get traded, which it right now, according to Adam Schefter, it seems like is a likely possibility. How much do you think he goes for? Because something we're not really going to touch too much on was the Matthew Stafford trade, getting traded from Detroit to Los Angeles for Jared Goff, um, a first, two firsts and a third, or a first and two thirds. Or maybe I'm getting the picks mixed up, but there's two, two firsts, two firsts and a third, right? Two firsts and and a third. Shit. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they actually trade first round picks. So how do you how if that's asking price for Matthew Matthew Stafford, who is a great quarterback? And I know Nick's a big fan of his, and I mean he can he can sling it like um, with the best in the league. He just isn't on winning teams. He's never had a defense. Never really had much. Uh, much of it, much of a defense, I should say. Um, how much would Wentz go for? Do you think? I don't think he goes for as much as that. Like a fifth round pick, maybe. Wow. Okay. So you're only a fifth, only a fifth round pick. <laughs> I mean, like we have to get rid of them, right? <laughs> they, so, and someone else has to take on that huge cap. So that's who. That's so like, what? What is he worth? He's almost worth nothing. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I think you'll find you'll find a like. I think you could go to John Elway and be like. John, look at this dude. Look at how <laughs> fucking tall he is. Like, look at him. He's six five. John Elway's teeth start coming yeah. out. Like, he's like foaming at the mouth, and he's like, "All right, all right." Uh, here's Von Miller. Yeah, <laughs> two first round picks, and his I'd be two like, front teeth grow right. like another three inches out. <laughs> would you? What do you guys think it would take for Houston to take him for like Deshaun? Like it would be. Oh, see that's Carson. That's my dream. Carson, and then what picks? That's my dream scenario, Nick. I will give them Carson Wentz and however however many picks they want. I'll give probably I'll, like three or four first round picks if I'll, that's possible in the NFL. I don't know man. if they'd let them do that. You know, Houston's obviously not run very well, so I'm I'm hoping we can get a bargain. But I think if it was Bill O'Brien, we could have done it straight up. 
Yeah, we <laughs> could have done it straight up. He's we like, could have been like Bill. This guy doesn't want to play for me. Yeah, or Carson you're... for Deshaun, and he'd be like, "How about how about Will Fuller and Deshaun for Carson?" <laughs> we'd be like, "All right," and he's like, "No, no, no. How about I throw in who's that dude that got caught smoking pot that plays offensive line?" Oh, I, I don't know. Who Larry Laramie Tunsil? Yeah, Laramie Tunsil. He's like, no, Laramie Tunsil, too. And we're like, all right, deal. He's like, yeah, got them good. All right. <laughs> got we're, that QB. We're a year too yeah. late. We're a year too late. But their new head coach doesn't have any, uh, like, coaching experience. And I'm sure uh, their their front office, I'm sure it's still mis- mismanaged. So maybe we get a steal. That's my dream scenario, Nick, is for him to end up in Philadelphia. I think he is the perfect quarterback for the city of Philadelphia. And I know it's not going to happen, unfortunately. But uh, that'd be my dream scenario. Yeah. Parker, I know you were you may have been exaggerating a little bit with just like a fifth round pick for Wentz, but you might not be. You, you really might not be. So I I know it's I mean, they'll probably get something for him, maybe like yeah. a third round pick. But That'd like be- whoever gets them has to take on a huge contract of that a guy be- they really don't know is, has any anything left. That would be the worst like return on investment ever for the Eagles. Like you take this guy second, you pay him a boatload of money, and then you get like a fifth round pick in return. That that would just be the mm-hmm. biggest. So how does that how does that work? And like so, since we have to take the dead cap hit, if we retain money, does that add on? Yeah, I'll be honest. Like that. if we're already taking the cap hit, well, why yeah. not just pay them? Yes, yeah, like it's no showing up on your books. Get them out, and then the other team will be will give you more if you take on like seventy five percent of his money. Right, but there are we still like? Oh, okay. I know what you're saying like maybe like, they'll give you some more picks if you take on some of his money. Yeah, like so, like if we pay because like if we trade him this year, we take on thirty million in cap. That's so that's a big hit. Um, that was a fucking big hit in the Flyers game right now. That was nuts. Sorry, I'm, I'm I lost track of what I was saying. Alve Kuvel just fucking smoked this dude. We're, we're multitasking. It's okay. We're, we're multi-talented and multitaskers here on the podcast. But, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, Nick. I, I see what you're saying. I, that, could, that could be a possibility. Now, I could see that. I could see that being possible. I could see that being a possibility. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, my dream scenario is getting Watson in Philly. I don't think it will happen. I could see him ending up in, like, New York, Miami, or Vegas. Washington. Apparently, Washington's, like, pretty big player. I could see them being a big player, and that would be my worst case scenario, Kyle. Dude, they would be a good team if they had him. If they if they get to Sean, they Watson, would win the the uh, East. Yeah, the East. Oh, wow. I, would, I would not like to see Deshaun Watson twice a year. I'd like to see him sixty. Him on offense, Chase Young on the defensive side for the next uh, yeah ten years. Yeah, and Terry McLaurin's actually I, good. He just does, doesn't have a QB. Yeah, God, please do not let that happen. And please do not let him go to Washington. Like I want him. In Philly, but I, I see him probably either going to the Jets, Miami, or Vegas. I want, I would love to see just because I think Gruden, Gruden might be on the hot seat. I know they paid him like a hundred million dollars for like ten years, but he's not, he's not getting them to the playoffs. Just they to, gave him like equity in the Raiders. They like gave him like stock shares in the Raiders or something yeah. like that. <laughs> so I think, I think he's probably pushing to get like the strong ones because Car, Car's, you know, he's not that great. Um, yeah, I think uh, Davis like thought when he met John Gruden, he was his actual like long lost brother. He's like, <laughs> he's like, wait, you, you own part of the team too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know right, where else we can, uh, where else can we go with this? Um, that's all I want to talk about with the Eagles was really the Wentz stuff, the Sirianni stuff. 
Sirianni's making me a little bit nervous. I think he's a yes man. I think he's kind of going to listen to Howie and, and, and Lori instead of running the team out. He wants to run it. So, so we'll see what happens with that. And of course, all the quarterback drama is what we're going to be talking about leading up to the season. I guess I never gave my pick. I think I'd like to see, I was a big Wentz hater. I know I was calling the hillbilly and all that. I'd like to see him like Kyle, just give him one more shot, but it, it's a very short leash. If he starts to mess up, I'm bringing Hurts right in the game. Like it's, it'll only take like a half of football for me to figure out if I want Hurts to be the starter or not. It's not going to take any longer than that. So, but I want, the, like I said, I want them to compete for the job, and I want the rightful starter to be the starter week one. But if it's Wentz, he's on a very short leash. Where I give Hurts a little bit of a longer leash is than Wentz, but that's my mind as of right now. So, yeah, let's talk Flyers, boys, since you're watching the game. Uh, I know we had a couple games that were ugly, a couple games that looked good. And uh, how how are we feeling about the Flyers so far this season? Nick, I'll, I'll let you take this one over. Um, My short analysis of the season so far is they've been playing like shit and they're 7-2-1. and one. So when they start to play well, they're going to be a problem. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for them to get clicking. I think the uh, – the sh- really short training camp kind of hurt them a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say they're playing like complete shit. Like, no, they're not playing terribly, but it's just not like once they get going, cause like last year it took them a while to get going. They just didn't win. Like they didn't find ways to win games when they weren't like absolutely clicking. But, like when they started absolutely clicking, it's like, whoa. So if they're finding ways to win, like when they're playing, dude, I just saw the hit. That was like, I'm so far behind. Holy shit. Very far behind. If you just saw that hit. <laughs> He wrecked him. Yeah. Go on, Nick. Oh, my God. All right, go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah, I just think that eventually they're going to start – like, it's going to come together for them, and they're going to be playing – it's it's going to look like a different team. And, you know, they're, if they're 7-2-1 right now, they're going to be really tough to play against. Uh, and I'm excited to see what they do. Apparently, they're looking to make some moves, maybe get another defenseman in. There's yeah, that's, the, that big, that's the biggest thing, right? The defense, yeah. defense sucks right now. And uh, Carter Hart's actually not playing well. That's what I want to talk. I think to he about. had that one bad game, but he's been playing well like the last three. Also, <laughs> also in the games that he plays, like we do everything to like not help him. <laughs> yeah. And then when Brian Elliott plays, we like he gets a shutout. Yeah. But now we're talking about Brian Elliott like last week or two weeks ago, Parker. Dude, he's playing really well. Peterson, like he Nick called him like the perfect backup. Like, he is the perfect backup for the Flyers. Do you agree with that statement from Nick? Definitely, yeah. I mean, he's sick for a backup. All right. And go. he just doesn't have the ego that, like, a lot of backups would have where they want to be the starter. Like, he just knows he's the backup and he's cool with it. And, like, you don't have to worry about issues. But there was uh, some – there's some rumors that Matt Niskanen might be coming back at some point this year. So Yeah, dude, would, he should. I don't know why he retired so early. I think he really, really – like, he has younger kids. I think he really missed them when he was in the bubble. Because, like, he left home to go to training camp in Philly, and then he was in the bubble. And then he had to quarantine before he went back to them. So it was, like, four months. He just didn't see him. And I think is I think he probably made the decision, like, in the middle of the bubble. And then he's probably sitting at home right now, like, ah, I could go play. Like, I don't know. Yeah, he's so, like, my team's pretty good still, and they need a defenseman. Yeah. <laughs> how about um, how about Faraby, though? Faraby's been great. Oh yeah, he's awesome, dude. He's yeah, been, so fun. To I've been watch. seeing a lot of people buzzing about him. No, no pun intended. Buzzing about him on uh, on Twitter. You know, with the B emoji and all that. I guess he's having a good season, then Parker. 
Yeah, he is. I think no. he's. Uh, is he? I think he's first in the team in points, okay. unless it's. Uh, Van Riemsdyk, then Borchek, and Giroux, and Hayes, and then him. Oh shit! Why does it seem like he's first though? Because he's had the two, like he had a four point game, then he had the hat trick the other night, and then he's only uh, had two points in other games. See, I've been watching, I've been doing a lot of the watching the Flyers the past, uh, this season, I should say, but I know you guys are obviously the experts of the podcast on it. So that's why I always take the discussion to you. But you guys have made me a little bit more interested in hockey, and hopefully you've made a few more listeners interested in it as well. So Drew just quietly gets points. Isn't he, isn't he tonight's like his 900th game or something? Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of games. A lot of games. How many, yeah. do many guys make it that far in the NHL? I mean, uh, I mean probably not, I guess on average. Uh, <laughs> but like, if you're, I mean, if you're a, uh, if you're like decent, then yeah. He's only like 32, right? I was going to say, I'm not sure like. Yeah, he's, like he a, just turned 33 like last week. I'm not sure like what the average like a career length of an NHL player is. I know it's not, I know it's not that long for NFL guys, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, cause a lot of guys get cut and yeah. stuff like that. But all right. Yeah. That's, that's our Flyers talk. Pat and Nick sound still hopeful. I'm a little hopeful. I know the people, fans of the podcast are hopeful. They predict a late playoff exit. We'll, we'll keep that poll. Uh, it's, it was a couple from a couple weeks ago, but we'll probably do another one as the season goes on. We'll see how people are feeling as the Flyers season continues. But let's get to some basketball. Before we talk Sixers, the Sixers are playing the Hornets tonight. The Hornets are uh, home to – or I should say not home to. They, they are – no, home, home to works. Home to works. They're home to LaMelo Ball, Charlotte is. And Pat Parker was very critical of LaMelo Ball coming into the season. And LaMelo Ball is currently leading all rookies in points, assists, rebounds – and, and steals Parker. Do you have anything to say? Is he is he leading in points too? He was. Yeah. Well, as of as of when I sent that thing to you. Yeah. What's uh, uh, who's second place? Is it Tyrese Halberton? It might be Halliburton, or it's going to be him or Wiseman. But anyway, Pat. Right. Right. How how are you feeling? Are you are you eating crow right now, Pat? Are you, do you can I can you just say that you believe in Lamelo Ball yet? Oh no! Oh, come on, man. Why? Why would you say that right now after he's destroying every other rookie? And like he's that? on a he's on a uh, below five hundred team, right? Um, he's shooting forty two percent from the field, which is not great. It's it's not terrible, but it's not great. Thirty percent from three, so he's like right on par with his terrible three point shooting. Um, from you know where wherever he was in Australia or whatever. I'll say he's he's a he's an above average passer. The rebounds don't mean anything to me. Hold on a second. I what what was his shooting percentage? Lamelo. Yeah, Lamelo's. Uh, you mean like over in Australia, right? No, no, no. This season. This season. Oh, 42. 42. All right. Okay, hold on. That, that's a little bit low. The the league average. The league average for this season is 46.1. And it's the league average for three-point percentage is 36. So what if you could just – he was 42. What was his – So three? he's below average in both. Yeah, but not by much. If the league average is 46, you know, he could get that. He can get that. I think that's a lot. He could get it up. I think he could get it up quickly. He's playing well. He had a nice 28-point game the other night. And uh, big brother Lonzo had a – 20 27 point no they both had 27 point nights they both had 27 point nights and i believe it was against both both he's getting 25 minutes a night right 
against Milwaukee. Yeah, but he's starting now. He's starting now. So, uh, yeah. Well, he'll get even more minutes, right? You're going to apologize. So inflated, so inflated stats, right? You're going to. Uh, well, let me just tell you this. Um, Tyrese Maxey, who's only getting 18 minutes, is shooting 46%. Okay, listen, I'm not going to slander Tyrese Maxey. I won't do it. So if Tyrese Maxey gets 25 minutes per game, would he average – and he's averaging 9.6 right now. Wouldn't he probably average more than 12 points? Look up there per 36. Yeah, look up per 36. I hate that stat, but I will. I mean, that's literally the stat you were trying to figure out, so. Yeah, that's what I (laughs) – Well, no, I'm trying to figure out if he played 25 minutes. I'm not trying to say if he played 36, like – well, yeah, but then it's there. If if you look at both their per thirty six, you can see who would score more if they played the same amount. I'll do. Mike Lamelo's played twenty five minutes. Ball uh, uh, two for three from downtown. Two for four. Never mind. He just missed. Mm-hmm. Are you watching the game, Kyle? No, I'm game casting it. Well, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I was gonna say, um, how are we doing? Are we up big still? No, only up nine now. How do you? We're up like twenty. Oh, per 36 minutes, Lamelo would be averaging – oh, damn it, these ads pop up. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, where do you get that? Just go on basketballreference.com, search Tyrese Maxey stats because I'm doing Lamelo, and then just uh, scroll down uh, to find per 36 minutes. Per 36 minutes, he's averaged 17.4 points. Tyrese Maxey averaging 18.2. 8.7 assists, 8.3 rebounds. He'd be shooting, where's field goal percentage? 42%. I think it's, yeah, okay. All right. All right, fair play, Parker. But eventually, I think I'm going to get you to apologize to LaMelo Ball. If not this week, eventually. Once he wins rookie of the year, I think I think you'll have to apologize. What did I say, though? I said he'd be I said he'd be um, Lonzo. And he's better. he's a little bit better. He's no, a little he's bit better, better, but not by better. that much. Yeah, he's much better. He's, he's putting up, like, the numbers that he's like brothers putting up this season already, and I think he's yeah, probably, no, he's he's better, but I don't think he's that much better. I think by the time, I I, I mean I think he's better. Uh, that's I want to disagree with you on that. And I think by the time he's Lonzo's age and years in career, I think he's going to be much better. I could see him being an all star. Um, that's just me though. That's just me, and I think you're going to have to apologize eventually. But if you not today, it'll be another day. But let's let's talk some Sixers. Sixers are looking really good, fellas. Very good. I sent you that thing in the group chat today of their uh, the comparison between them them this season and the Warriors in 2014-15 when they won the title. And the stats are, like, uncanny. Not stats, but the, the similarities are uncanny. Uh, they had preseason eighth-best odds each. Warriors were 2,800, Sixers were 2,500. Embiid was 26, Curry was 26, Thompson was 24, Ben Simmons is 24. It's a season number four of Joel and Ben. It was season number four of Stephen Clay. They had a new head coach with Steve Kerr. We got a new head coach for Doc Rivers. They didn't trade Clay for Kevin Love. We didn't trade Ben for James Harden. Starting five for the Warriors was 10 and one. Starting five for us this season is 11 and 0. I know that was a lot of stats. I just threw out at you guys and all the audio listeners out there, but there's some crazy similarities. And like they just said, on 11 and 0 to start the season with the starting five. I know we got a big monster in Brooklyn to get out of, to get away, uh, to uh, to get over. But how are we feeling right now, this February 3rd of 2021, about the Sixers' chances? Because I'll, I'll tell you what, I know I just said I'm not very optimistic about Philadelphia teams very often. I'm very optimistic about the Sixers team when healthy, when healthy. And I'm liking how, like, 
first off, Embiid's dominating. Embiid's dominating. He is the MVP. I was hesitant when we last talked about this to, to bring this up. I thought it was maybe KD because, you know, he's, he's balling off this Achilles tear, which was, you know, that's just astounding. But if you're going off the term the value to his team, if you take KD off the nets right now, they'll still be okay. You know, they got KD and Ernest Kyrie and Harden. But we've seen when Embiid is not in the game for this team, it's bad. Like we lose to Detroit. We lose to Cleveland. We get, and not just lose, lose badly. They lose badly when Embiid's out. If you're taking the, if you're actually the most valuable player, it's Embiid. And I don't even think there's a question about it. It has to be Joel as the MVP right now. Dude's putting up ridiculous numbers, and I couldn't be happier. Last year, I'm always on Embiid's case for the health. This year, he's balling. I know he's had a couple injuries. Not injuries, but like he has the low back soreness. But that's that's going to happen with the guy. I have a feeling that's kind of just like load management. That's kind of like... Yeah, he's, maybe he's not even like that hurt. Well, I've seen kinda... him. Gra- I see him grab his back a lot when he's on the sidelines, and he never sits on the bench. He always is stretching his back out when they take him out of the game. On, like, but he's been doing that like his whole career, right? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's natural for someone his size when they're running yeah. that much to get a little bit, a little bit of lower back pain. But he makes up for it in the games that he does play. And um, I thank God we had the comeback win against Indiana the other day when they, uh, you know, when they blew the lead against us. Another testament to the coaching of Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers, round of applause for you, my friend. That would never have happened with Brett Brown. They really changed. I think he threw the zone defense on him or something like that. And uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking yeah. forward to this Sixers team. I'm confident. I know Brooklyn looks insane. I, they putting up like they could teams could score 120 points on them, and and they'll still win like like they did against the Clippers uh, last night. I believe. I but, think we'll lock them up a little bit better than most teams. So the thing is, we'll have. Embiid will have to go off, or what she has been, because there's no center in the league that can guard you well. I think that's been proven. Like, I mean, the dude is just putting up ridiculous numbers. Um, Especially is, not on the Nets. They have no yeah. one. Especially not on the Nets. So I think he'll have to go off. I think we just need to figure out, like, you've got to figure out a way to slow KD down. I think Ben does a good job at that. And then, you know, it's just figuring out how to stop Kyrie. And Harden. I mean, it's so hard. Those are like the three of the top scorers. And it's like pick your poison. If they want to win the chip, uh, Embiid and Tobias have to be healthy. And that Tobias needs to be playing well. Parker, when you're par- Parker and I were, uh, Nick, you may have been there. I'm not sure if you were there this night, but we were in the garage. And uh, Tobias Harris was going off. He had a great game. And Parker was, he was almost, his draw was almost on the floor. He was so shocked of how good Tobias Harris was playing. It's almost, <laughs> like, it's almost like he got unlocked that game or something. It's, it's so weird how good he is now. I well, mean, he actually is shooting like over 50%. Yeah, he's playing, he's playing really, really well. Is He's so decisive with the ball. Yeah. Like every time he gets it, he knows what he wants to do. Like he picks a spot, he gets there, and he's taking a shot or he's passing it. Like it's it's insane what Doc does to that man. He's got the wand, Parker. He does. He's got the fucking Popovich wand. He's doing something with them. It's a key, Nick. It's a key. And it's a key that just unlocked them. That's what it is. Butt plug. Um, Yeah, like Pat, I think. I think (laughs) you need Tobias. Tobias and uh, and Joel to play well, and I think you need Ben, and, and I think I think I'll see what happens. I'm not sure Matisse will be here at the trade deadline because I, I know there's rumors of JJ Redick coming back to town, which I'm a little skeptical of. I'm a little skeptical of because he's 
he's he's he's one dimensional in the opposite sense of Matisse, where Matisse provides a lot of defense. JJ provides catch and shoot, and that's about it. But yeah, the Nets Parker, by the way, like they put up a lot of offense, but they play no defense, absolutely no defense. So if you can play any defense on them, you might have a good chance to win. They've lost a couple. Well, actually, I think they only lost like two games, but um, with the trio, at least I think that's right. But you know, they play some close games against bad teams. So we'll see what happens. Of course, playoff time is weird, and I'm sure they're probably going to do a bubble again. But we'll see what happens when we get there. Right now, very confident with the Sixers. Kyle, Kyle, you have anything to say about the Sixers? I'm not sure if you said anything this piece that you wanted to add. No, I I mean, I think they're – I think in my mind they're the favorites coming out of the East. There's probably some bias there. Because, I, I mean, I know I know Brooklyn has the three studs, but they play no defense. Like You, defense. you, have, to play so, you have to play some type of defense. I also never, never like playing Boston. They're a scrappy team. And we beat them, I know, twice. But they had no Tatum either game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when, when the lights are on, Tatum shows out. So uh, I am worried about Boston and, and Jason Tatum. So we'll see. What, I think the East is competitive. Parker said it too. Uh, this may have been in the garage as well, Parker. You said the East is probably East said, might be better than the West this year. There's definitely a lot of. I know the All Star Game. They're not doing the thing anymore where they pick like the the two top vote getters pick. They're doing East versus West again. So that should probably tell you something about the talent uh, dis- uh, spread, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying like I'm not saying like you know individual players wise. I don't know like what that what that would be like. Um, I just mean like the actual teams. I think that are better in the East. Yeah, that, yeah. I, got, I mean, I have to, I have to look at that. You might be right. You might be right. It's close. It's definitely more competitive than it has been in recent years, which is a good thing. But I think we're all hopeful for this. Yeah, like I don't believe in the Jazz. Yeah, they're like the number one team in the West, right? <laughs> I don't believe in the Clippers or no. the Nuggets or the Suns. The Suns are five right now. The like, thing is, is, is you think that's the thing in the West. You know that LeBron's coming out of the West. It's LeBron or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's LeBron. So you really just have to say, can the Sixers get out of the East and can they beat LeBron? That those are the two questions. Not can they beat the Clippers? Yeah, the, like, do you really think any of those teams are beating the Lakers in the playoffs? No. 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 It's just that's not going to happen. I got the Lakers out of the West every day of the week, dude. I got yeah. the week, Although the Clippers, I think, I guess the Clippers, like if no, if Paul no, George and no, and Kawhi really go no, off, no, there's, there's a chance. There's, there's no chance. Paul George just folds. He folds up. He, he stinks. You're probably right. I'm just saying, like Bay. I think they're the only ones that have a chance. Okay. Well, for me, I guess that's a fair point. I just got Le- LeBron coming out of the West. And uh, hopefully the Sixers coming out of the East will obviously be revisiting this almost on the weekly basis. We'll wrap up the show. But real quick, let me remind everyone that support for Cellar Dwellers is brought to you by Manscaped, the number one leader in manscaping technologies. You can get their new Lawnmower 3.0 on their website right now by using our code Cellar Dwellers, all caps, no space. Actually, you guys could get anything on the website when you use our code Cellar Dwellers, all caps, no space. Gets you 20% off plus free shipping, but that lawnmower 3.0 is the real deal. has a 7,000 RPM motor, an LED light, quiet stroke technology, a nice USB charging stand to show off that new razor of yours. So you go on our go on their website, manscaped.com. Use our code SELLERDWELLERS, all caps, no space, 20% off plus free shipping. That's 5% from the each of us. Thank you for the support, Manscaped. As always, as we wrap up the show, though, let's talk. It's been... Um, about a week removed, I think, from 
McGregor versus Dustin Poirier on Fight Island. And boy, oh boy, was it a, a shock for me. Well, not, it wasn't a shock for me, but, you know, you guys, you know, I love McGregor. You guys know I love McGregor. And he just got absolutely destroyed. And in the second round, he got knocked out. He attributed it to leg kicks. I think he, I mean, leg kicks definitely played a part of it, but he really got knocked out pretty badly. So my boy McGregor's down, but he's not out. But how about Dustin Poirier pulling off the upset? I mean, Dustin Poirier, for those who don't know, is an absolute killer. Has now beaten Max Holloway twice. He's beaten McGregor. He's beaten um, Justin Gaethje, beaten Eddie Alvarez. Just, the list goes on and on for the names that just uh, Dustin Poirier has beaten. So I think he's rightfully, I know Khabib is uh, like retired right now, but he's not officially retired. He still has the belt. I think Dustin Poirier is the uncrowned king of the lightweight division right now. Pat, tell me, what do you make of his performance, man? Uh, Poirier's performance? Yeah, yeah, Poirier's performance. It was definitely good. He definitely looked good. Um, as far as... I mean, I guess this is what we say every time. But like, as far as beating Khabib, he didn't. He didn't show me anything. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he got choked out by Khabib, but so did Connor and, and so did Gaethje. Um, I think he, Khabib said after the fight, like he's like Dana, of course, is luring Khabib to come out of retirement. Khabib will make him a ton of money. Um, doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Khabib said one of the lightweights had to show him something, and after the fight, he said, uh, "Come on, Dana, these guys aren't on my level." So I, I, I do think that um, I do think it showed that McGregor is, is uh, he's he's pretty much done. Well, I still there's hard. no ch- there's not a big ch- there's not a good chance he'll ever be a champ again. Uh, you said you said it to me months ago, and I had trouble <laughs> believing you. But I mean that it definitely wasn't his best performance. But hopefully he'll you know stay active enough where. Um, you know, you get you dust off the ring rust. You dust off the ring rust, which I just don't. I don't trust him to stay active because, like, he's going to keep going back to the UFC and saying, "I want a big, I want a big uh, paycheck and a big card," and that that takes a while to kind of uh, develop. You know, to come up with like his a fight plans like definitely that. changed. I think his plans were to fight Manny Pacquiao after the Dustin Poirier fight, and if you get knocked out by a UFC fighter, they're not going to put you in the ring with an actual boxer. So that those plans definitely got um, halted a little bit. So. We'll see what happens in the lightweight division, but I just want to get your take on it before we wrap up the episode. But Kyle, did you watch the fight at all, Kyle? Uh, yeah, I like put it on to stream it on the second, like uh-huh. during the second round. And then McGregor was looking good. And the next thing I know, it buffered. And literally Dana 10 seconds later, got back. Oh, Dana got, yeah. yeah, Dana yeah. White caught you. He hates the streamers like you, Kyle. <laughs> we, I paid for it. You know, we'll actually wait. You know, we we all split it, but all right. Well, that, we'll just wrap up the show. We'll see what happens with uh, with my boy Conor McGregor. And shout out Dustin Poirier, man. That's a that's a hell of a fighter, and he, he's definitely put in the sweat equity. So, uh, no hate to Dustin Poirier, man. That that guy's a effing beast. I'll probably root for him and all of his other fights. Um, yeah, that's the episode, guys. Glad that we got all four of us back. We got a lot of sports to talk about. Flyers are on, Sixers are on. Oh, but oh, wait, we can't. I'm not going to wrap up the episode. I can't do it. Nick and Kyle, I need you to take this one over. We promised the viewers that we would talk about JT Romuto re-signing to the Phillies. I almost forgot about that. How are we feeling? Are we feeling like – I feel like we almost have the, the same exact team, though. I really do feel like we just have this – other than – I know you guys have a couple of bullprint improvements, but, like, do we have enough to, like, actually make a run now with JT back? I don't know about make a run, but definitely make the playoffs. I you feel like Are team. you being optimistic there, Kyle? Ask yourself truthfully, could they make the playoffs? No, I don't think so because the amount of games that the Phillies blew, like lost okay. when they had the lead 
like with the bullpen help now, not that the bullpen is all the way fixed, but it's still better enough to the point where there's a couple more wins in there, which so would have gotten us to the playoffs last year. Optimistic to the point where you think we could sneak in the playoffs, realistically maybe just miss it? I, I think just sneak in is realistically optimistic is like fighting oh, for the division. Okay. Like I think wild, like look at wild card is realistic. I mean, obviously, the second wild card. obviously you are happy that JT came back, but um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we still need starting pitching too. So like, that's a big factor. Like Zach Wheeler and Aaron Ola are a great one too, but you get yeah. three. You got to either get a three or hope Spencer Howard's a number three. And then you probably still need at least another guy in the bullpen. And that's assuming that Alvarez, Alvarez right? Yeah. And Archer and or Archie Brad, what's his name? Archie Bradley. Yeah, I don't know fucking bullpen guys. I'm not that yeah. big of an MLB <laughs> uh, aficionado. Um, and then like Sir Anthony, if he pitches well, that's three like good relievers you have there. So that's you. you if you get one more and like another starter that's competent, and then another reliever that's competent. It just sucks because our division's sick. The Braves are nasty and the Mets are so like the Mets barring injury could be so nasty, man. Yeah. They could be sick. That's what I was worried about. And the Mets made some huge deals in in the off season. So I just want to have everyone's take. I know it's not like JT's like going to get us over the top, but of course it's great to have him back. It's definitely great to have him back. A big sigh of relief. That's basically what it is. relief. Harper will be happy. You know, that's good. You got to keep the superstar happy. And of course, we a lot of people call Romulo to the best best catcher in baseball. So that's always good to have. Glad I'm he glad is to, the best catcher in the league. Yeah, best catcher in baseball. Yeah, um, glad to have him back. But I, Kyle, you, Kyle, and Nick, you guys. I know Nick said he's not an aficionado, but you guys are more aficionados on this than Pat or myself. So had to get your take on it, and I I tweeted out that we talk about it. So had to get it in the show. But now I'm going to wrap up the episode. Guys, thank you for joining us again this week. It was all four of us, which I was uh, been a while, been a while, but I'm glad. I'm always like when we get all four of us. Um, yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Hopefully next week we get some Super Bowl talk in there. We'll see what happens with Brady and Mahomes. Maybe a passing of the torch, some more Sixer stuff, some more Flyer stuff, and who knows? Maybe a Wentz trade will go down. Who, who knows what will happen with that? Guys, I'll talk to you soon. Peace out. See, you. see you, fellas.